Hello, and welcome to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today playing with me, we have Amr. Hi, I'm Amr. My pronouns are they, them, and I will be playing Rahim, also they, them, and their familiar Benu, who goes by she, her pronouns, and they, them, actually. You can find me on Twitter at Amraz, and I'm currently working on, well, this, as well as Musafir's pod, which is a D&D 5e podcast set in a South Asian setting. And I'm also doing game design stuff, which you can just find more information on by following me on Twitter. And we have Megan. Hi, I'm Megan. My pronouns are she, her. I'll be playing Winnie, also she, her, and her familiar frith he him you can find me on twitter at tabletop underscore megan i'm currently working on this a couple audio dramas and tabletop potluck which is another diverse actual play podcast showcasing a wide variety of games and i'm ray my pronouns are he him you can find me on twitter at voices at and at Dark Dragon's Inn, the Twitter account for my other podcast, Tales from the Dark Dragon's Inn, a high fantasy, improv fiction, audio drama style podcast. I'll be your host and game master. Today we'll be playing Familiars of Terror by Elizabeth Scheipredikum of Angry Hamster Publishing. Familiars of Terror is a unique card-based tabletop RPG centered around the Seekers and their animal companions, following their calling and pursuing their destiny, for better or worse. You are in the city of Rocking Chair. You have been summoned by the High Council to a meeting. Um, you have been summoned to a meeting of the High Council for an urgent request, and you find yourselves outside of the door to the uh, council room, waiting for your audience, uh, Rahim and Winnie. You have names, Rahim and Winnie. Uh, how are you and your familiars doing at the moment? What's it? It's uh, Benu. Was that was that? Did I hear that correctly? Benu and familiar name. <laughs> you did it too. <laughs> no one remembers Frith's name. Frith. I said Frith needs yeah. a new trait, just like yeah. un- forgettable. Uh, forget- <laughs> <laughs> Frith the forgettable. No, um, no, no. It's, it's a magic power that when Frith leaves your sight, you forget them so they can <laughs> see. Frith has no object permanence. Yeah. I mean, pretty accurate. The room you're in is the waiting hall for the council room. It's actually um, quite ornate. It You get the sense that this room is set up to make an impact on the people that are brought here. Um, not in our intimidating way necessarily it's not particularly grandiose but there is elements of grandeur here um there is clear signs that this is a place of importance um and i think probably the town's sigil is carved into one of the walls it's all built out of wood and there's a, a firm wood grain pattern that is uh, followed very closely throughout the walls um yeah so how how are the four of you waiting whilst you uh await your appointment well uh me my familiar have a very like striking contrast in that rahim is 
watching everything, kind of taking it all in, being visibly like that. This lobby's entire purpose is to, you know, create a good, grand impression, and it is working on Rahim. And they are looking around, getting like all the details of everything going on. Benu, on the upper hand, has uh, she's kind of been standing proudly in the corner. Uh, she is not going to like let this affect her. Uh, and she's kind of there, fitting in as well as any piece of decor, if not better. Why don't you uh, describe Benu to us for a moment, as yeah. seeing as so Benu is a yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Benu, starting there, is a heron, uh, which is a large bird, uh, but specifically, Benu is a, uh, red heron, uh, she can glow slightly, and she usually just keeps it at a slight dim, uh, to add the sort of eerie, uh, and almost, like, extra element to her. Uh, lightning sparks zap off of uh, some of her feathers. Uh, she's got her wings as well as uh, a little bit of like fire uh, on her on the tip of her feet. Uh, and that's what she wants you to see. But when you look a little bit past the glow and the zap lightning, you see feathers that are a little bit singed and turned uh, black. Uh, you see like. Uh, <coughs> You see parts of the uh, body actually has uh, Lindenberg scars from the lightning. Mm. Uh, And that's uh, all over her body, but she wears it proudly. And Rahim himself, uh, themselves, sorry, uh, is dressed in a lot more of a, like, traveling attire, a lot more uh, indescript and used more for, like, the purpose of efficiency. Whereas Rahim is out there, has been out there to present herself. Rahim is out there to keep themselves safe from the elements while they travel and appear as a much more down to earth uh, individual. I think uh, Benu is standing proudly in the corner and with one eye is inspecting a carving um, on one side of the front entrance of the door that is of an eagle. And there's a sense there that it's it's curiosity, but also kind of not looking down on it per se, but it's just like, well, eagles are okay, I guess. Um, <laughs> and it's just at a, at a distance, you can get the impression that if she was closer, she'd probably be packing it uh, just, to, just to see if it was up to snuff. Yeah, 100%. Winnie, even though she's an adult, has a very childish appearance and part of that's just because she is pretty much always smiling and she looks kind of scrappy because that's all that she's ever been able to look like so she's got really short tousled hair and kind of clothes that very much look like she just kind of scrounged them up from somewhere mm-hmm. they don't quite fit but she's just like eh, whatever I'm comfortable it's fine and she's spending the whole time just being like, oh, oh, hey, wait, look at that thing. Wow. Ooh, look at those. Whoa, what's that? <laughs> and just trying to, like, start conversations about this magnificent area mm-hmm. with her traveling companions. Yeah, Frith, um, Frith is a tegu, so he's a really large, fat lizard, and he... 
seems to kind of almost be like dipping in and out of whether he's there or not. And he's just curled up and he he seems like he's just asleep. Oh, it sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for Tegu in general because due to the way certain Tegu owners have portrayed their pets online, like everybody thinks they're just these huge paunchy creatures. It's just like, no, those are just really fat Tegu. Like Tegu tend to be super muscular and like yeah. lean. Um, but it's fine if he's a fat Tegu. He he is he is a fat Tegu. Um there's gotta be a reason that he uh you know, didn't last, and I'd prefer it to be that he overate <laughs> than uh he underate. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um yeah, so uh in that case, Rahim, uh, when he's bopping around inspecting everything and trying to engage you. Yeah, I mean, considering I am just as interested in everything going on, uh I am definitely trying my best to engage. I just have zero answers for anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what is that? Uh, I don't know. It's nice. <laughs> I, I, was, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the, the front desk has um, a, a guest book, and it's on a lectern that is carved completely out of all of the ancestral familiars, um, which there were six great uh, ancestors. Um, most of whom the drill consider themselves to be connected to um by one form or another um bear with me one minute. no not dill drill uh, yeah so um there's more than six but so there is the shape of the golden hair uh which is small and running along the front of the lectern i think the uh entire back of the lectern is formed out of the soft shell uh which is the giant turtle ancestor um there is the razorback turtle ancestor uh the grandmother who is an, an elephant the orphan doe, the laughing uncle, who is a great silverback gorilla, um, and the wise aunt. I'm not sure what she is. I think perhaps the wise aunt in this case is an owl. Uh, and these all, all these animals are, um, either part of the base or the actual lectern itself holding the guest book. Uh, and they're all incredibly ornately carved and in, varying poses demonstrating their personality um i think the grandmother's um trunk is what's supporting the base of the lectern as she embraces it um you'd be welcome to sign it if you wish while you wait yeah yeah winnie winnie will sign that i think uh, as you're both hovering over the guest book you see messages that are like uh, really pretty, efficient service. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and as as you are writing in the book, um, a middle-aged woman uh, in a fairly formal outfit comes out. And formal for this particular part of the world is probably what we would consider... Um, not, uh, I think if you're going out dancing... 
Um, that's sort of what formal wear is here. It's a little bit glitzy. Um, this is only semi-formal, though, so it's more about the cut of the dress she's wearing. Uh, and she's wearing a lot of um, jewellery. The jewellery she's wearing is quite simple, but she um, she comes out, she's wearing big hoop earrings and a few bracelets on both wrists. And she has uh, a very intricate pattern along one side of her face painted. Uh, she has light brown skin, and she comes out and says, uh, The council are ready to see you now when you're ready. Uh, and she gestures to the two doors, uh, one of which is now open, and says, Just let yourself in when you're ready, huh? Uh, oh, uh, thank you. We will be in momentarily. Thanks. Um, what's, what's your name? Oh, uh, you can call me Lucy. Okay. Thanks, Lucy. That's, a, that's perfectly fine, but you go on ahead. Don't keep waiting. So this this guestbook, real quick, does it have like a pen set up or a quill and inkwell or what is it? Uh, I think it's probably just a pen. Um, okay, and it's just like a, an ornate brass pen. Um, uh, I think so. Rahim goes to pick up the pen, and you just hear a <laughs> in the background from Benu. Uh, <laughs> and Rahim turns around confused, and Benu just like preens out. A single feather that falls into Raheen's hand, and they sigh and take it. And just like, there's no equal here. What am I? What am I supposed to do? Uh, I, 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 I think uh, Lucy looks up and uh, you hear a shuffle of a drawer as she sl- as slowly slides an inkwell along to you. As you get the impression this probably happens more often than you think. Um, <laughs> Lucy's... Uh, that That's what it is. Um, as she is doing this, uh, Lucy's familiar, an octopus slowly crawls up her arm, um, and she just shrugs. Uh, uh, Rahim smiles very gratefully and relieved, and just whispers, Oh, uh, thank you! And signs the book yeah uh as you finish signing your name and start to walk away benu pecks the book (laughs) and looks at you pointedly (sighs) rahim tries their best to ignore it and just heads inside she dips her whole face in the inkwell and just smears a line across the bottom I almost want to say that as as she does that, like a little bit of like lightning zaps off her beak and spreads the ink a little, so it's more than just a line. That's that's totally fine. Winnie's gonna write Winnie and Frith, and then a little heart, and then in the comments section, write Lucy is, and then put the pen down and start walking towards the room. Uh, behind you, you hear the slow padding of Frith's feet, and then he's on your shoulder. Um, <laughs> Benu is walking upright behind you. As you walk in, the room that you enter is actually fairly plain. Um, looks like it's built more for procedure and probably comfort of those involved. There is a rounded um, but elongated table at the front of the room, and the four council uh, members are sitting behind it. Um, there is a, uh, young, uh, light complexion woman on the far left and she stands and as you come in, she greets you and says, hello, uh, who are you? Uh, Raheem turns to Winnie. Winnie raises a hand and says, um, 
Hello, I am Winsome the Compassionate of Inther, the jubilant trickster of Traga. Oh, and that's Frith. And you just get this long, slow tongue. And she smiles and nods and looks to you, Rahim. Ah, and uh, I am Rahim of Rafa, the quick of foot and of heart and love, the indomitable savior of Rafa. Rahim takes a deep sigh at that. And that is Benu, the one who was reborn from nothing. She uh, folds a wing over and her her long neck descends gracefully in a bow. Yeah, and Rahim gives Benu a look like, was that enough of a title? <laughs> um, the woman responds, I am Nego, the orphan doe. And she sits. Um, the next council member, uh, a light brown skinned uh, individual wearing a headpiece and multiple necklaces. And you can tell that each of the necklaces comes from um, a completely different kin within the drill. Um, as when they exchange jewelry, it's a, um, it's sort of a sign of showing that you have connections with people. Uh, mm-hmm. This person has a lot of familial and or respect-oriented connections. Uh, and they say, I am uh, Yuya of uh, Laughing Uncle. It's a pleasure. And they sit back down. Um, the next person uh, stands up. He is a deep, black-skinned gentleman. He has long arms, which uh, elbow to wrist are just covered in bracelets. And he says, I am Mito of Razorback. And he sits back down. And then a very elder woman, uh, elderly woman at the end of the table has a very fair uh, brown skin, and she looks up at you and says, You will forgive me if I do not stand. I am Alessi of Andriel, chosen of the golden hair and the wise aunt, trickster by night, savior of the battle of the golden dawn, <laughs> reckless scholar of Antim, the wise I am the seeker of the council, or I was. And she gestures to uh, her shoulder where an very old-looking marmoset is sitting. Um, The marmoset is varying shades of blue and purple, has a light dappling across the full brunt of their fur, and as they look up and smile at you, their eyes crackle with lightning. The other members of the council also have familiars, obviously, as everyone here does. Um, I think uh, Nego has a hedgehog who is sitting on the desk in front of her and is just curled up asleep. Um, Yuya of Laughing Uncle, uh, their chair behind them is mounted by a barn owl and uh as you are looking across the board uh mito of razorback um at their feet is a large snow leopard um again just sitting proudly and uh watching you all carefully please take a seat and he gestures to the seats in front of him and 
as he both approach, though, he just says, thank you for coming to our summons. It's uh, greatly appreciated. I know y'all are busy. Rahim uh, does a attempt at a bow, but it's a very, like, stiff, efficient bow. Uh, and says, thank you for the honor of having us here. Don't worry yourself with formalities. We have uh, a lot to discuss. Now, uh, he turns to you and says, uh, Winsome, you are of Intha. That is probably going to benefit you somewhat. Um, are you familiar with the village of Capo? Oh, um, hmm. I'm pretty sure that I've passed by it a few times. Well, passed by would certainly be the uh, prerogative. It's It's been abandoned for some time now, but... Uh, as you know, there has been no new ancestors for many decades. We, as a people, this is a great tragedy, a great problem. Now, our scouts have uh, been patrolling the borders to the north some seasons ago on the borders of Inther, in the village of Capo. We, uh... We sighted what we believe to be Hecate, who was the familiar of uh, one of our Seekers many, many years ago. He hasn't been seen for more than a decade. Seeker Yajirobe of Andril, Uniter of the Plains, Scourge of the Plinch, the of the Plinth, and Unbroken Savior of Ashipi. We believe, due to his absence... Hecate and Yajirobe have reached Kilich. We believe Hecate is on the path to becoming an ancestor. She has been wandering around the village of Capo for two seasons now. We kept our distance just to make sure she was safe. But in the past few weeks, our scouts have seen nothing, heard nothing of her. And... As it's on Intherland, they are reluctant to investigate further. And that is why we reached out to you, as you have permission to travel the lands without prejudice on the journeys of your calling. It would be of great benefit to us if you were willing to see if you can find out what happened, and perhaps even encourage her to return to her homelands. Rahim looks about ready to just, like, unconditionally accept and starts making a sound then realizes that they have a companion that they're traveling with so they turn to see how like Winnie seems to be reacting to this Winnie looks kind of awestruck at the thought that this is all happening and like this is a really big deal and like oh wow like you're coming to us like me what (laughs) I mean as as seekers go you guys are not like inexperienced i think a lot of seekers um so uh, as with um i've forgotten her name uh, alessi like seekers do accomplish a lot in their lifetimes but given the age that you are both at and the things you've accomplished both alone and together uh it's a touch of that and also a touch of you were the nearest ones. But <laughs> yeah. um, that's, you know, that's not how you get people to do things that you need them to do. <laughs> hey, you were close by. Yeah. I also think like both our characters 
have reasons to have your like a mix of imposter syndrome slash wait you're even after all like we've done, i know we've done all these things and accomplished everything and have all these titles but you're still accusing us yeah yep. <laughs> like that's a hugely built into our personalities and backstories <laughs> Yeah, and it's also is a significant deal. Like there have been no ancestors that have come to full ancestry in fifty years since the Great War. So the fact that like um for those of you listening, the quick law dump, uh the Endril, who are the people of this particular part of the world, believe that when a seeker dies before their familiar, it's possible uh, if that familiar lives on for the seeker to have um, essentially their soul to have joined with their familiar in perfect synchronicity uh, and that is called Kilish. Um when that happens that then gives that um, that animal kin the possibility to then become an ancestor which is like Godzilla sized animal Oh. Yeah, like uh so they will already be a larger version. Like so you you have uh, an animal kin familiar, then when they become Kilij, they will be a substantially larger version of that animal uh with the ability to return to their regular size um every few days if they wish to and then but then they would revert to a larger size. If they then complete um, a pilgrimage to a certain place, which is currently, um, it's a place called Hanil, which was corrupted by the Great War. Um, and this is why there have been no ancestors, because no one's been able to go to this to complete the process. Uh, but if they do, they then become giant skyscraper-sized entities. Um, so ancestors are a big deal. They are this cornerstone of the Endril. Um, the city you are in is actually built around the body of the great mother, uh, so the grandmother, who is a giant elephant uh, mm. ancestor. So ancestors are a cornerstone foundation of the Endril. Um, so the fact that they're looking to you two to go and find out what has happened to this seeker familiar that they believe is potentially on the path to becoming the first ancestor in 50 years is not insubstantial and yeah uh, i i think the last before back into the scene the last moment we had was raheem looking at winnie like are you cool with this and it seems like winnie is awestruck yeah yeah (laughs) i I think as you're both silent benu steps forward between the two of you and uh wraps I, i she she reaches down and wraps on the side of your chair like what are you doing (laughs) <laughs> Yo, yeah. we're doing Beru, this right. Better is the way more competent in social situations of the two. <sighs> she 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 wraps on the side of your chair and then stands up straight and head upright, poised and like that should be enough to snap them out of it. And and they have a nervous laugh and uh, look at the like the group ahead of us and go, oh well. It seems that Benu has all but accepted for me. Uh, but we would gladly do it. Uh, Nago says, Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. It's You must understand, it's a very important mission that we're sending you on, of course. And 
given the nature of the situation, it's deeply important to us that you keep the details quiet. If we were to, if it were to get out that we believe that there's possible ancestor out there and that we haven't told anyone, people might be upset, especially if something has happened to Hecate. Did you have any questions? Our, uh, my utmost concern is for the safety of Hecate. I will try my best to ensure that nothing bad befalls them. And, um, Mito, uh, smiles and is like, <laughs> yeah. well, um, wait, which one is Mito? Did I get myself mixed up? No, I did not. Uh, Mito is the soft voice. He's like, uh, well, if it is indeed Hecate, uh, you might be, you might need to be more concerned about Hecate befalling someone else. As with most familiars, she's, uh, well, as, as with most Kalish, she's not informidable. If something has happened to her, there's a good chance that there's significant risk going in here. You must prioritize your own safety. Rahim smiles and just like, slightly pets the back of uh, Benu's long neck and goes, Benu can <laughs> very well take care of herself. Well, it would be very unfortunate to lose such promising seekers in the pursuit of, and Mito kind of looks around, hope. And you get the sense that Mito may not be entirely convinced that this is what the rest of the council believes it to be um and i and i think uh with that uh alessi just shoots him severe side eye <laughs> and it's just like yes well some people have to hold on to something don't they and then she looks at you children doesn't matter how old you are she calls you <laughs> questions you have them or not you should have questions. Ibrahim realizing that they kind of accepted on a hunch of how Winnie's feeling and Benu's pride turns to Winnie to see how uh how uh, she's going. Her mouth is just slightly agape and her eyes are really wide and then she at the like you should have questions, she's just like uh oh uh um well you're you're an experienced seeker um do you think that there's anything hecate isn't our you know we 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 don't have a connection to hecate would do you know how hecate would feel towards us well she's been alone for a long time so I mean, most kin are not unfriendly. She's probably amenable if you're not hostile to her. I can't see why she would be aggressive or any such thing. But, you know, if she's taken up refuge in Capo, she might consider it her home. So perhaps approach with respect if she's around, but you should notice her. I believe she's rather big. That makes sense. 
thanks. Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're in. I, I, yeah. Wow. I think uh, your response is Alessi sort of smiles and is like, perhaps you would like to know what a Hecate looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's important. Uh, I guess we can't just walk around Capo just shouting or shouting the name. No, that would probably be unwise. Yeah. Capo is to the north of Haniel. And uh, as they say that, you immediately f- experience a sense of sinking because Hanil is, uh, as I mentioned briefly earlier, the it was the center point of the Great War in that it was one of the... Uh, it's the center point of the Badlands, which was originally contested. It was, in fact, the cause of the Great War um, because the land of Intha... Uh, was like, well, Hanel's ours, and the Endra were like, no. No, sorry, they weren't, uh, they didn't say it was theirs. They wanted to settle on it, and, and the Endra were like, no, it's sacred land, only the wild things live there. And Intha kept going, come on, can we have it? And Endra was like, no. Uh, so, anyway, that's where one of the first ancestors was basically nuked. Um, and it was a, it's a big old bad land. So directly to the south of Capo is Badlands, filled with lots and lots of bad, bad, bad stuff. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> you, you see, like uh, the slightest hint of trepidation in <laughs> um, Alessi's face, but she tries to bury it. She's like, uh, "Hecate is." a goose she's blue and she has very very sharp wings she has long long protruding horns from the top of her head and a beak like a mountain and anywhere she goes if she's feeling like it she leaves plants mostly and as as she says that um Yuya speaks up and says, yes, uh, our scouts report that most of Capo is actually overtaken by greenery now. Uh, most of the buildings have been reclaimed by nature. Oh, that's sweet. Is it yes, sweet? It's, is it? It's, okay. it's, 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 you know, it's not a bad thing. We've, uh, I believe the people of Capo always tried to live somewhat uh, alongside nature, not entirely like the rest of Intha, unfortunately, but uh, the Capo take a lot more after the Andril than the Intha, as it were. Uh, so the city, the, the village was abandoned a long time ago, so homes have long since been out of out of use. Rahim's face, like, pauses for a second and then they kind of realize an implication. So... With the ability to grow nature in her wake as an ancestor, would that magnify? Um, you takes a big sigh and is like, well, many familiars have Earth's blessing, and it has been tried on the Badlands before. 
to unfortunately no effect. But were an ancestor to try, it's certainly possible. Yeah, Rahim knows that's where they were headed. Yeah, just, we honestly don't know. But as sad as it may sound, the Badlands are less of our concern at this point in time. The main thing here is making sure that, well, that Hecate is safe. Of course, then. Unless there's anything else you want to tell us, or Winnie, if you have any further questions to be asked? Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think I do. Just, wow, this is, like, really happening. Like, possibly, I mean, hope. Hope is a, you know, double-edged sword. But, well, yes, more it like is. a carrot <laughs> and a stick, I guess. Frith just... Like the tongue extends at the sound of the word carrot. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> uh, and uh, Yuya smiles. Well, uh, the last that uh, Hecate was seen was roughly three weeks ago, and she was seen within the borders of Capo. We didn't, wasn't round the clock observation, so. No one saw what happened. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, our scouts are not willing to venture further in, so uh, best of luck to y'all. If you have any questions or if there's any information you might wish to uh, seek from us, send word and we'll see what we can do. Um, and yeah, they, they gesture for you to leave when you're ready unless you have questions. Hmm? I think Rahim will get up and bow quickly one last time uh, and walk out next to Benu, who's probably, like, preening proudly the entire way out. <laughs> uh, thank you all. As you walk out and um, the entrance, the, the, the secretary behind the lectern looks up and nods and the octopus on her shoulder reaches up with a little tentacle and waves. Um, you make it out into the city streets of Rocking Chair. Uh, it's one of the main cities of the Endril, um, because, again, it was uh, land protected by the Grandmother, who is one of the last living ancestors. Um, and she encompasses the outside of the city with her body. So you are in a relatively urban area, um, it's not a village, so is there anything you'd like to do here before you set off on your journeys? Uh, I think Winnie's pretty excited, and like she wants to make sure, like she's not gonna just run head first into something that they're not prepared for. Yeah, absolutely. But she's but also, like, like very feel much... free to like talk to each other about what the hell you've just been offered. Also, like don't, yeah. don't worry about me being like. Uh scooting you on too quickly or whatever so i think once we are like sufficiently away rahim is gonna look around because we've been sworn to secrecy and she's gonna like make sure that no one is close to listen and turn to winnie so that that happened yeah do you we think got, we gotta try yeah do you, do you think it's real like do you think it actually like do you think 
Oh, wow, I don't even know how to, th- how to think of what to ask if you think. Do you... Yeah, um, I, I don't know, but I know that if someone needs help, even, even if there's a chance that if someone isn't real or something isn't what it seems, we have to try. We have to do the right thing. I mean, if, if her seeker isn't, you know, if her seeker's soul didn't actually enter her, then she's all alone. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that. And the place... Frith licks your face. Oh. I put my head on his, you know, torso, his body, his, his cheek chub. Yeah, and in, in a place so, so far from, from home, separated by basically uncrossable land. Yeah. Question, uh, real quick, like, at a character. Uh, how likely is it that we've gone to or crossed the Badlands before? Uh, pretty unlikely that you will have gone to the actual Badlands. It's not, um, so the Badlands separates, uh, Andril from, like, east to west. Uh, you can, to, to get to where this is, you would go north from Rocking Chair and you would travel to the northeast. So it, like, if, if that's how the scouts got there, they're like, they were able to, you know, you, they can get to the, it's, so this place is on Inthaland. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it would just require getting onto the Inther border, which is not cut off from where Andril is. Um, but, most thing the, the the based on the world law, it's one of those like very few people have gone into the badlands and come back out at all. Yeah, um, so it's not even like a oh, this is a shortcut of dire emergencies. This is a shortcut of the worst of situations. Yeah, it's like if if you have you know abominations on all sides and your familiar has died you might consider running through the badlands to chance it um <laughs> but like yeah that's that's part of the problem is um hanil uh is where anyone who anyone who has been Kalish um would go through hanil and I can't remember the name of the gate, but essentially there's like a green gate of some kind in Hanil, uh, and that is going through there is how you pass peacefully onto the next part of the cycle. And so the belief of the Enderil is that the reason that there have been no ancestors um, is that the ancestors that were killed are on the Badlands and therefore can't ha- their souls can't be released in, back into the cycle, so therefore no new ancestors have come into being. Uh, yeah, so Badlands is bad, bad. Yes. Real bad. But um, Kapo is not on the Badlands, it's just north of... Right. It's... it's, it's uh, you, you could certainly say it was... Uh, I, I imagine it's like a half hour to an hour walk to a Badland from Kapo, which is way too close for most people's comfort, which is absolutely part of the reason why Kapo has been abandoned is because it was so regularly attacked by things that just wandered out of the Badlands looking right. for something to cannibalize. 100%. Uh, and I think for a second Rahim muses it really needs her help. If, if, she, if she is in danger then perhaps it might even be worth it to to make speed by crossing the Badlands. No, that's 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 not. That's too, that's too dangerous. Ah. <sighs> 
We'll, we'll get there in time. We'll, we'll get there in time. I mean... What do you think? Will we, though? If we cross the Badlands, we might, we might not make it at all, and then there won't be an on time. <laughs> I guess so. I guess you're right, yeah. I... I know. Yeah. Hey, hey, Seekers! Uh, Seekers! Uh, hey! Hi! Hi! Uh, <clears throat> hey! Uh, as you are walking along and having this conversation, um, a young, dark-skinned... <laughs> um, yeah. A dark-skinned youth appears behind you, and he says, Hi, uh, sorry, um, who, who are you? Anyway, I'm Joy the Orphan Doe. Um... <laughs> Uh, and he's like, uh, I, I hear you're, you're going to Capo. Oh, yeah. We are, yeah. Wait, how'd you, what? Um, it's fine. I mean, like, I don't know where you're going, but I heard that there was trouble in Capo, and, like, maybe it was monsters from the Badlands or something, because, like, my, my cousin is from, um, he's one of the scouts, and he said that we were gonna send some seekers into Capo, and, uh, I saw that you were new in town, so I was like, uh, you must be the seekers that are gonna go to Capo, and, um, yeah. Hey. Uh, and, uh, can I ask a favor? Sorry, um, who are you? I'm, 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 I'm Winsome, the, the compassionate of Inther, the jubilant trickster of Traga. Whoa. I only have, like, one. I mean, that's and good. Then, and, then, and then he he looks over at Rahim and he's just like, how many do you have? What's your name? R- Rahim pauses for a second. Four? Rahim of Rafa, the quick of foot and of heart, the indomitable savior of Raba. I've never been there, but I hear it's good. Uh, and then he's gonna straighten up and be like, Seekers, I have an important mission for you, if that would be alright, if you're going to, to cop. I mean, let's hear uh, it. Yeah, oh, oh, of course. Uh, and as he's, uh, proudly standing, um, <laughs> uh, up there, you look on his shoulder as, um, a small green bird alights. Uh, and it kind of stumbles around on his shoulder for a bit. It's sort of squat, and I don't know if you're familiar with the kakapo. Yes, but that is that is his familiar. Uh, <gasps> oh. So a little kakapo alights on uh, the kakapo parrot. It's a little green parrot, and it alights on his shoulder, and it's just like wiggling around and stumbling, uh, and until it eventually regains its balance, and it's just like chirps loudly and <laughs> flares its wings and he waves his hand at it he's like i know i know i know you've been listening to voices at play building a table for everyone things aren't over yet so please join us for the next episode if you've enjoyed the game we're playing and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you please check the links in the show notes and on our website where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today. Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself who support us on our Patreon. $1 pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work, so if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at 
and pledge to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. Until next time, we'll just keep on playing.